This is the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends talk their favorite sports, baseball and hockey. Welcome all to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends talk about baseball and hockey. Our primary topic is Phillies and Flyers, but we like to talk about the rest of the leagues, too. I am one of your hosts, Jim Coleman. Joining me are my other hosts, Eric Rayer. What's up? And Joe Neary. Oh, wait, he's not here. (laughs) Fuck. Was that the bit? Yeah, that was the bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was what you came up with? I had Jim go, what? Don't don't say anything when I introduce you. I got a whole thing planned. And that was it. That was it. I literally thought that you had something planned. That was the plan. I thought you were just going to like sit there for a good like 40 seconds of just silence and then be like, thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Other than that, uh, Joe could not be with us tonight. He had a... Uh, He's dead. He had Just a, kidding. Uh, <laughs> he had a uh, prior engagement tonight, which is no problem. He's engaged he now? No, he's not. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming up with all these false stories. He's fine. Joe's fine. He's in a good place. Yeah, right he's now. not engaged, so he's fine. He's on a... It's uh, on a cruise. No, he, he, it's someone's <laughs> birthday, and he was, he's celebrating. That's On okay. a cruise? His cousin's while, birthday. While he's engaged. <laughs> Anyhow, before we get too into anything, I'll go over a normal introduction. But before we begin, yeah, we plug, are available. Plug everything, because last week, if you noticed, I, I you forgot did. to plug everything I plugged until everything the end. On, I plugged everything on my end. Don't you worry. Um before we begin, uh, we are available on most podcasting apps, so check us out. Give us a rec. Uh, you can also send us a message on our email. It's not the one that I have written here. I should really change it. Like, I don't know why I haven't changed it yet, but our actual email is uh, bigstickpod at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. Ask us a question. Tell us if we suck. We want to hear it. I would hope um, that you don't say that, but... Follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Remember to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasting app. Um, I'm going to say it again. If you re- leave us a review, you will get a shout out. Anybody, not just the first 100, just we're free, anybody. We've been, we're going to start just shouting people out who don't even like our <laughs> shit at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, as. As I stated before, we are a Phillies and Flyers podcast, but again, before we start, Eric, how has your week been? <laughs> it's been great. Yeah? Um, Tell me about it. What's going on? Nothing too crazy. It's just been chilling out. Had a had a solid weekend, you know? Just relaxed, distressed a little bit. Um, the Oscars were Sunday, which are, you know... I love sports, but obviously I'm a big movie guy. That was my uh, it's hashtag my, Oscar Strong. It's my Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, it's you know it's my Super Bowl. The Oscars. Um, I kind of hate the Oscars, but you know I like to take part in the old you know fill out my ballot. Do I do some betting? I lost. I was in a betting pool, 
So I, I actually lost. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. I, this is the first year in six years I haven't gotten the best picture right. So it was pretty. It's pretty wrong. Who did you have for best picture? I picked one, the Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? I wanted that. That was my favorite movie I saw last year, and I I I thought that was going to win. The movie that I wanted to win was um was Parasite. Yeah. Which one? So I'm happy to see. It's a, didn't there wasn't there like accept, accept acceptance speech like five words like thank you for the award no goodbye <laughs> no they did this thing where the Oscars like producers tried to do that thing where they like cut him off and then Tom Hanks was like no get back up there and there's this there's this gif of him going get up there and they wanted them <laughs> to finish it and the the director of Parasite who's from um, South Korea he he can speak English but he has a translator. Who who kind of became mm-hmm. like the, um, like the hero of the Oscars campaign season because she's like really funny. But he uh, he said, there's like there's a couple quotes he had when he won. First he said like, "This Oscar season has been fucking crazy," and he said it like on the red carpet. But then he also he said um, when he won best director because the uh, this was huge for like I think this is the first time that a South Korean movie has been nominated for best international movie and for best picture and won so okay. it's like a huge like step but also he was like he said something where he's like i'm gonna drink all night long and all morning and then literally everyone kept tweeting after that happened like this poor guy just wants a cocktail and they keep giving him oscars <laughs> so he has to get up there <laughs> um but it, it was uh it was it was good it was exciting <laughs> i really liked that movie um i'd recommend it to any of our listeners who like movies i know that there's some people who apparently just have this weird bias that with subtitles i don't really mind subtitles i don't think you should either i mean it's you know it's a really entertaining movie and it's Mm -hmm. i think jim you would like it as a film i think you would appreciate it it's a it's very timely you know it's about class and korea (laughs) but uh yeah it was a it was a a fun little oscars weird eminem performed yeah i saw that it was like Thirteenth anniversary of his. Yeah, the, like song. no one knows why he was there. Um, why not? I like Eminem. You know, I know you are, and I am a big James Bond fan. Billie Eilish was there, and I thought she was going to sing the new Bond theme, and I was disappointed. I thought you were going to say Eminem is doing the new Bond. <laughs> James, he's the new it, James it Bond. Like, mm, James uh, Bond. Eminem is the new James Bond, is what I thought. Oh, I thought you meant he was doing the theme song. Well, that too. He's going to do both. Wait, how would he say the name's Bond? James Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. That did not sound like Eminem. That sounded like I don't know. What? My name is what? Who? My James. name is freaking oh. James Bond. All right, we're, we're, we'll, I'll get off of the Oscars for a second. There's one other thing at, for uh, Randy Newman was there. Yeah. And he was singing. Dude, he looked like he was drunk or a Probably zombie. Was. Or he didn't want to be there or he was tired because he was like, help. Help. <laughs> What? <laughs> he was singing the Toy Story 4 song, which I didn't I thought it was a good song, but he was like he he just sang it and he looked like he just didn't want to be there. He was just like <laughs> Um but yeah, it was a fun. Besides that, nothing crazy has been going on. I've been uh, obviously been watching the Flyers who have been besides a blip pretty strong entertaining. Um they're currently on right now. They're uh losing 3-2 to the Islanders who are ahead of them, so we need uh you know so we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, how about you, Jim? How have you been? Uh, 
It's been an interesting week so far, and it's only Tuesday. Um, on yeah, so yesterday on Monday, I was driving home from my my job um, at night. It was raining and whatnot, so I had my windshield wipers going. Um, and my driver's side windshield wiper just fucking flew off for no goddamn reason. Wait, what? <laughs> I was driving, and my windshield wiper just decided to fly off. For... So you currently don't have a windshield wiper? No, I fixed it. I oh, fixed okay, it last okay. night. My dad and I went to uh, Auto Body or whatever, not a sponsor, uh, and fixed it. But, yeah, I was just driving home for whatever fucking reason, and it just flew off. Did you, like, go get it? It, it you... landed, like, in, like, where, like... The, oh, 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 it, in oh. like where the window sill kind of sits, like you know, like there's that little space between the hood. But did you like? Did it smack the, real hard and then just? No, it just fucking fell off. <laughs> so you were trying to like it just wasn't going. You were just like, what the fuck? No, it was going. It was going perfectly fine. Nothing was nothing was happening. It just fucking fell off. So that happened. Then, so that happened in the middle of my drive. It's fucking pitch black outside because it's raining. It's raining really fucking hard. So I had to position myself where my head was basically where the passenger sits. So I'm driving, like, with my head off to the right. Is it so the other windshield would... So I could see through the other windshield. Yeah. (laughs) So (coughs) I was doing that. I'm, I'm like, ready for a cop to pull me over for driving, like, erratically. I'm like, sorry, officer, I can't fucking see. I'm half in this side. Side of my, uh, Son, do you know you're sitting on the? You're facing the wrong side of the car. Yes, uh, why? Well, <laughs> uh, that happened, and then today, at my job, I work with kids in a uh, school, non-disclosed location. I can't really give too much information about it, but um, I, it's a school for mentally disabled kids. One of them has autism, and uh, she uh, fucking was ready to rumble today. She. I was trying to calm her down and everything, and she just fucking ripped my uh, shirt pocket right off and uh, wrestled me all the way down to the ground. It was fun. Cool. Got your ass kicked. She's like half my size. Like, it's really embarrassing, but it happened. She's also, like, a lot. I think she's, like, pretty good age. Like, not, like, young, but, like, Technically an adult, but because of her disability, it's kind of at her. She, she's at a lower level of learning or whatever. So, yeah, basically a short woman attacked me today. <laughs> but other than that, everything's going good. That's terrific. Um, what else? Uh, what did I do over the weekend? I did this podcast over the weekend. That's what I did. You did. You 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 kept up with my promise. If you yeah. didn't if you didn't record the minisode, I would have been a liar and a fraud. I was intending to drop it on Thursday or Friday, but I wanted to make sure that there wasn't any crazy news about the Phillies or the Red Sox happening in the in that time frame. And I fig- figured it would all be mostly done. I'm excited to talk to you about this, this whole Red Sox. Um, Thing, cause well, not even just the Red Sox, it's Dodgers and Twins and all. It's, all the, no, but yeah, the, just the implications for baseball as a whole, basically. Yeah, but, it's it's a whole. It's been a really interesting thing. Yeah, um, but we will dive into that. Uh, would you like to start with Flyers, or you? Want no, me to I'd start? like you to start with Phillies <laughs> because sounds... you know I missed I missed hearing you talk about Phillies, and I want to well, watch can, the Flyers. I can watch <laughs> you there. Um, 
Oblige me. So, uh, we will start with the fact that the day of all days has arrived. The Philadelphia Phillies uh, pitchers and catchers have reported today. It's a wonderful day. It should be a national holiday, in my opinion. I agree. If I would have got off, that should have been... Yeah. That should have been... I, I mean, I, nothing really fucking happened, but, I mean, it's the signaling of the start of baseball. And, boy, am I excited for it. I'm elated to see it happening. Um, Joe Girardi's out here already just making people happy. Uh, there's a picture on, um, might have been Twitter, of him and Alec Bohm. They were carrying a ball uh Ball bucket today. It was just a sight to see. Yeah. Did you ever a, uh, think manager with this future slugger hanging out there? Did you ever think that Joe Girardi was gonna be here? No, I'll be honest with you. Like eight years ago, if you said Joe Girardi's gonna be the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, I would have said, "Fuck the guy that won a World Series off of us." But you know what? Things happen. I'm excited. Joe Girardi, JT Realmuto seem to be hitting it off it's right away. Find, trying to find that picture. Um. Did you like the picture? I don't know. It might be on a uh, different thing that I saw. I I did see the picture though. So stalking your profile real quick. I might have liked it. I don't know. But I'm just very excited for the spring training because not only is it I mean the Phillies people don't really seem to give, be giving them the uh, fighting chance, but let's say that this team All right. So, obviously, a lot of the players on the team did not play to their full potential last year. Let's just say that's Aaron Nola. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Let's, ju- let's say that a quarter of the guys reached their full potential. I'm talking let regardless of who it is. That's an improvement in most... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's, right. That's an improvement across the board in that in that case. Like, let's say two pitchers make a step forward this year. I'll fucking take that. That'll probably get us a little bit more, a couple more wins. Uh, let's Most say couple more wins can get yeah. us in the playoffs. Let's say two of our guys in our batting order take another step forward. Who are the two that you would hope take their step forward? <sighs> I feel like the cliche ones are. I mean, Nick, obviously, Reece Nick Pavetta and oh, Reese Hoskins. Are you just saying in batting order, or just? I'm in? just saying across the board. Oh, here. Okay. Let's say there's improvements across all of these players. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah. Pavetta. Which is a complete possibility. I mean, they could just as well suck and not do anything this year. But well, I mean, if Reese sucks, well, if Reese sucks this year, then you really can't kind trade of him. Stinks. Yeah. yeah. But really hurts you in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it at that. If we have improvements from guys that were supposed to make improvements last year, I think this team is in a much better place. On top of that, I think we we upgrade significantly from our uh, managerial and uh, coaching aspects. Oh, no doubt. So on top of that, game management, um, communication, that's Gabe management. Shut up. <laughs> that improved. So, And I, I have full... Uh, confidence in this coaching staff to help develop some of these players and help them. Is he, is Joe Jordy your AV? Probably, yeah. Because he's your coach. He's going to help us move 
in the right direction, and I firmly believe that. I don't think that a guy with his track record knows how to lose. Yeah, better, he can a, better, take, a veteran coach. If like he that. can take the 2000-whatever-fucking Miami Marlins and win coach of the year with that team, I think the payroll was like... Seven. <laughs> not even, like, it was like a fraction of what the Phillies had, like... It was probably equivalent to like what a minor league contract would be to Bryce Harper's contract right now. <laughs> um, if he can take that and do something with it, then he can take this Phillies team and win games with it. What do you think about that, Eric? What do I think that about Joe Girardi, what yeah. he's going to do? Yeah. I've liked everything he said so far. Yeah. I think he's... He's got a he's got a Philly attitude. Phil, we we just you know we want nothing but a hundred percent. We want success, obviously. And, and he's and he's and he's also he's not he's not just a talker. Yeah, he's a doer. And that's the problem. That's what Gabe. I don't even know if Gabe was a talker because Gabe was kind of just like a Gabe. I was going to mention Gabe once this week and say that there hasn't been anything controversial said already at camp so far. So, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he started out of the gate both years saying some shit that was just like, what the fuck is happening? Well, uh, we decided to... Uh, we decided we're not actually going to play baseball this year. We're going to play analytics. <laughs> we're going to get up to the analytics. plate with our calculators. and We're, we're going to use those number crunchers we call brains and uh, <laughs> get to work here. Um, but really... I'm just excited to see how players may have improved. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, uh, Alec Bohm, they've all been down there already for quite a while. Um, Nick Pavetta's been working off a lot in the offseason um, with a lot, and I've said it before, with a lot of other st- talented pitchers that mm-hmm. did the same routine that he did. He, he, he was working with people that had very poor seasons the year prior, worked at this place, and became some of the best pitchers in the game. Uh, Lucas Giolito being one of them with the White Sox. Um, he's working out with them in the same kind of program um, and really, according to them, making serious strides and changes to his approach. And that's what he needed to do. He needed to take himself out of where he was and focus on the areas that he needed to focus on instead of just going out there and throwing a temper tantrum on the mound every time that something didn't go his way. On similar ideas here, uh, while we're talking pitching, uh, the forgotten man, Sir Anthony Dominguez. uh, I did forget about him. uh, I mean, according to this article from the Inquirer, uh, it's titled, Do You Believe in Miracles? Do you believe in magic in a Dominguez heart? Oh, I was singing. <clears throat> I mean, In it would be magic Sir as well. Anthony's heart. Um, obviously, Sir Anthony Dominguez's season was ended early last year because of a uh, flexor strain in his uh, right forearm, um, and that type of injury usually leads to Tommy John surgery, uh, and the healing process. Obviously, we're feeling it with um, David Robertson who is out for this entire year on top of missing all of last year. So his contract is basically gone. Um, 
that being said, Sir Anthony Dominguez was told that he did not need surgery from the guy that only gives out surgeries to people, So, <laughs> which is a good thing because if he doesn't want to do the surgery, then you don't have to do the surgery. This guy does it. Wait, is that like a is that a MLB like so office like, position? Like it's just guy who says no, surgery. No, no, no. no, like this guy is like a specialist on Tommy John. Oh, 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 like, like, oh, only for if, like, you need Tommy John surgery, this guy yeah. will, t- like, okay. All right. So this guy's meant- the guy that usually does the surgery. Like, this is the guy that people go to to get the surgery done. And he like usually, he's the best and at he, it. And he's usually, like, the first person that's going to be like, yeah, you need to get surgery or whatever. Um, and he said he moved him on to... Uh, Uh, he moved them on to, like, doing rehab and stuff like that. Um, well, that's good. That's positive. That's a positive there, vibe. There's reports that he's, like, ready to get back out there. He's throwing just as hard. Like, he was throwing up to his usual um, speed at the so, end of last year and practices and stuff like that. Let me so ask. He's, he's been throwing, and he's not hurt. Because I'm not entirely so. sure, Jim. Yeah. What is Tommy John? Like, what, what, what uh, area of the arm does it affect? It's the forearm. Um, I'm not entirely sure which muscle, but it's like the, uh, it's the muscle that pitchers use to obviously accelerate the ball and throw it. It's kind of like where you get the whipping motion from the throw. Mm -hmm. It's the muscle that kind of controls that. Okay. And when you hyperextend that or when it becomes strained too much, does it strain or does it tear? Is Tommy John one of the It could be torn or strained, um. To the point where it won't kind of go back the right way, which would render your pitching arm kind of unusable at that point. Um, it used to be before uh, Tommy John underwent this surgery back in I think it was like the eighties or so. I'm not I I don't know all the history of Tommy John surgery. I probably should have looked it up, but um, that guy's in the Hall of Fame now because of the surgery and stuff like that. Um, is his name Tommy John? Yes, his name is Tommy John. Okay. He's the guy that the surgery was originally done on. Um, he is he, Tommy uh, John. Tommy John sounds... Isn't Tommy John that, like, underwear brand? Yes. Cool. But um, he's the first one that underwent it and was able to come back and pitch long, healthy years afterwards. Um it's a pretty successful surgery. It's just always like kind of like, like oh, he had Tommy John, and some people need it a couple times to after the first time they do it. Um, uh, it's there's not a lot of research done. Well, I mean, there is research being done on it, but there's not a lot considering it's a fairly new uh, technique, and it's it's an important one for pitchers. Um, but the fact that they're saying he doesn't need it and he should be able to go and he's been throwing in the off se- in the off season and progressing and rehabbing it that he's projected to make a full recovery and go on to pitch very well this year hopefully and if that's the case then it would be like the Phillies kind of acquiring a relief pitcher that they didn't have all of last year which would they desperately needed nice for a little homegrown talent um yeah Hopefully that he can come back and become the end of the road, end of the bullpen guy that we really need. Um, because I, we needed that. All I have year. this theory. Jim. What's your theory, Eric? I like to think that if things are go like bad enough, or a franchise, eventually it'll 
kind of do a 180 and it'll go back. So, like, maybe, like, you know, we've dealt with this injury shit far too often that maybe we need. We've also been, like, the worst team in baseball. So we kind of hope that, you know, it turns (laughs) around. We, we, you know, we're the best team in baseball. And you know what? Maybe they'll reward us because we didn't slap trash cans. Very true. Fuck the Astros. We were so bad. I'm going to get into that shit. We were so so bad we couldn't even cheat. (laughs) I'm going to get into that shit later again. I'm tired of talking about it, but I just can't let it go because it's so fucking stupid. What if the Phillies, like, debated cheating and then they were like, listen, let's be real. We're so bad right now that if we cheat and we start playing well, people will be suspicious. Yeah. So they were just like, fuck it. (laughs) Um... Yeah, there's just so much to say about that shit. Like, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, JT Real Muto, Real Muto's contract is still. We're still waiting for the arbitration stuff to go through. He's more than likely gonna get the 12.4 million. Um, is that what he the, wants? Well, that's what he wants over the 10 million offer the Phillies get. Um, the Phillies are indeed in talks with. Real Muto about contract extensions. I think it's going to get done. I just don't think it's going to be as soon as everyone wants it to get done because they're just so... Let's be real. We have over a year... Well, not over a year. Like half of a year and a full baseball season to get that done before we need a contract extension. He's still under contract for this year. So it's you're saying more so just like don't It's going to happen. It. It's going to happen. It's not something to worry. If there's other things he that want, are... Yeah. He wants to be here. They want His agent wants to be here. Hopefully Matt Klintak is smart and wants to keep him here. He does. The, the Phillies want everyone that's here here, and they wouldn't have traded Sixto Sanchez and uh, um, got Jorge Alfaro just to get two years of JT Realmuto. Um, if they did, that's they warranted. Traded they, if they did, then they should definitely get fired. But... Um, I mean, you let the best pitcher in baseball go. Yes, best pitcher. I said it. Sixto Sanchez is the best pitcher in baseball. I said meant best catcher in baseball. Yes, I said it. Best catcher. If they will get this done. I have a firm belief they will get this done. It'll require some finagling. They have a lot of cap room that's going to clear up after next year, so they shouldn't really worry too much about cap space. They might be they they might be in uh, poised to make a extension as soon as his uh, arbitration comes out. They it could also be later in the season after they've acquired a, another hitter or another pitcher for a, su- a substantial deal or something like mm-hmm. that. Like I think there's a lot that's going to happen this year, whether it be now or in the in the hunt, where the Phillies are going to make moves and keep these guys around. I'm fairly confident that's that's going to happen. Uh, Boy. Um, that being said, as far as moves being made right now, the Phillies are more than likely not going to be anywhere close to landing Chris Bryant this preseason. Um, they're still in talks with the Cubs right now with uh, about acquiring Chris Bryant, but they might be asking a little bit too much. They're probably right now. Um, uh, Spencer Howard is basically un- untouchable and uh, I yeah. feel like the Cubs would want both Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard in return for it and realistically is the Alec Bohm like he's not un- untouchable but he's like that un- he's like he's that he's not untouchable he's that bit like he's that close enough like not tradable that like it would have to be like for like an outrageous all-star like it would have to be for someone who's like Chris Bryant 
<laughs> really? Well, I mean, you could trade him for... I would trade him for Chris Bryant every day of the week. Is that, if that's what you're asking. What about Chad Walls? <laughs> Definitely. Alec Boom is untouchable unless you're getting someone of Chris Bryant's talent in return for him. Okay. I just... I'm um, making sure. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just... Now, do I think Alec oh. Boom is going to be very important to this team going forward? I think so. I think he's going to either contest for a starting job coming out of spring training or at least be called up in May or around June to make an impact with this team. Um, what does that say for uh, Scott Kingery and Gene Segura? We'll find out. We'll find out what happens going forward. But Honestly, and I say this because I've been listening to so much, like, it's, I forgot Gene Segura was even here. <laughs> He's apparently made a lot of strides as well this offseason as far as trimming down and getting in shape. For and not season. eating cheesesteaks after after he gets hurt in a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But. I told you that story I heard, right, yeah. where he was just, like, eating cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. um, but... If they can all come into camp and play well and make strides to improve, then Gene Segura isn't a bad player. He hit for a good average last year. He got important hits for us when we needed him. It's just it wasn't as consistent as we thought it would be. Um, do I think Scott Kingery is a higher ceiling than Gene Segura? Fuck yeah, I do. Um, do I think he's going to start the season playing third base? More than likely. Will he get his fair share this year? I think so. He, there's more riding on him being successful than Gene Segura being su- successful. The Phillies can either platoon two of them. At, um, they could also use Gene Segura as their utility man. He can play. Mo- I mean, he's getting older. He might not be able to play positions as good, but he can play third base. He can try to play shortstop again. He can try to play second, second base. I think the Phillies, as far as depth at, at those positions right now, are looking fairly solid considering they just acquired Didi Gregorius and they have Alec Bohm in the wake. Um, I'm being overly positive right now, just because you're doing what thing. I you're doing what I did at the beginning of the father season. <coughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited well, for this team. You're, I, I recognize there's potential pitfalls. There's definitely potential where this team could fall flat on its face again, but. I think I mean, with the additions that they've year. made, I think with the additions they've made, with the experience that they have from the last couple of years, they know what they need to do. I think Scott Kingery is going to take a step forward this year. I think, hopefully, I hopefully think Reese Hoskins is going to come back to his form. I think that the Flyers just scored a goal the and they're very just happy. Tied, they tied the game with a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, good shit. Yeah. <laughs> but. That all being said, I would really like them to add Chris Bryant. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Never know. It's been it happened last year where the Phillies were kind of the people, the reporters kind of thought that the Phillies were out on uh, Bryce Harper, and lo and behold, they made the move and it happened. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's going to be everything. Um, as far as that goes, the Phillies. I hope that if the Phillies don't make a move, that the Nationals and Braves aren't able to make the move either because then that would just make their teams that much better and definitely World Series contender at that point. And that would definitely be a hamper on what the Phillies would try to do this year. Um, In other news, Phillies 
bring back uh, Tommy Hunter at the. Uh, I did. Um, how do you how do you feel about that, Jim? I feel pretty good. I mean, he was he was solid when he played last year. He just got hurt. You know what's weird? When I hear about Tommy Hunter, I kept confusing him with Tommy Joseph, and I was like, <laughs> he actually did sign a deal with the. Uh, I think it was the. Uh, fucking Giants. That's why I was. Oh. <laughs> Gabe's got his man back. It never was his man, but well, Gabe's got a new man's. It's funny because he was actually on the, uh, or was it Darren Ruff? It might be Darren Ruff. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. It's one of the two. They're both the same player, in my opinion. But I'm, didn't you? Aren't you a Tommy Joseph fan? I like. I am wearing his fucking jersey right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The Islanders just scored, and Eric is down in the dumps. <laughs> Yeah, wow. there's still 38 seconds left. Yeah, of course together. there is. <laughs> um, who's in who's in that right now? The moose. The moose. That was a rough one to give up. Yeah, God damn it! Ass. He couldn't have held on for like two seconds. <laughs> damn. Oh wow! Never mind. That was a that was a bullet. <laughs> um. Anyway, Tommy Hunter coming to camp is pretty good considering the Phillies haven't made many relief option uh, acquisitions this offseason. Um, I'm kind of just copy, copying off of a lot of people that are talking about it. But Tommy Hunter, when he was in last year, made some really good moves. He made some really good pitches. Uh, he was a gamer, but ultimately injuries kind of sidelined him for the most of the year. Um, and his contract was basically wasted as well, on top of uh, David Robertson as well. Um, that that's pretty good. I'm glad that um, the Phillies added him because once again they're just kind of throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. And if you're going to put veterans and rookies up against, or not rookies per se, but unexperienced players up against each other, it's going to be a good uh, competition, I think. The whole bullpen is basically available. <coughs> I think Hector Neris has uh, the best shot at uh, keeping his job, but everybody else has stuff to work for. Jose Alvarez probably as well, but... Um, Sorry, I'm kind of stalling until this Flyers game is over in 10 seconds. And it's going to be over. And it's going to be over. It's okay. That's fucking that's bullshit. Oh, they scored again. Oh. Anyway, that's unfortunate. Bullshit. I'm sorry, Eric. No, was that, that was just such a deflating... 35 <laughs> seconds right there. It's, unf- it's really fucking shitty because I thought they were going to be able to come back in that second period and just tie They it. were. That was the, and that, that was a brutal, that was just a brutal deflating ending. God damn it. That that would have been huge too because we would have still got a point and we would have been tied for the first wild card. Now we, now we, duh. It's okay. It's okay. There will be more games. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll fuck over the Islanders. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Um, that's about all I have to say about Phillies news. Um, as more comes out in spring training, I'm sure that uh, I will be trying to tweet about it. Um, 
let us get into Around the Diamond a little bit here. My uh, my counterpart, Eric, seems to be in a little bit of a daze. It's, a, it's understandable. He's uh, feeling the effects of that loss, and he's very angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as the baseball season draws closer, Rob Manfred seeks to just change the entire game for whatever reason. Um, there's a new plan to adjust Major League Baseball's playoff uh, bracket at the moment. They're planning to expand it to 14 teams instead of uh, the usual, I believe it is, how many is it? Is it six teams? Is it? I don't know. This will be a pause in this. In this. No, way to no pause you don't it. have to pause. I'll just edit it out. I'll see it. I'll see it. In the, uh... This, the current postseason uh, idea is the ten teams in the in the uh, in the postseason with the uh, second wild card. Um, was added in 2012. Uh, now they're proposing that 14 teams would make the uh, playoffs, which would mean that, according to this uh, inquirer post here, that 47% of franchises would be able to make it to the playoffs. So almost half the league would be in the playoffs. Does that sound like that would be a good idea? Because that would mean... Jim... What? I need 30 seconds. Take those 30 seconds, Eric. Can we take a pause? Yes. Okay. I'm just... That was a, that was a very deflating... Deflating... Okay. There's, there's going to be a really hard cut in the edit, but I kind of collected myself. I'm going to have a lot to say when we get to Flyers talk, but I feel bad. Back to what you were saying, Jim. So anyway, as I was saying, over... Or it was gonna. It would mean if the teams expanded to fourteen teams in the playoffs, it'd be forty-seven percent of the league that's gonna be in the playoffs. Now, um, comparison to other leagues, the NBA and and the NHL have about fifty-three or fifty-two percent of the uh, teams making the playoffs. But in baseball, I feel like disparity is a lot more uh, different from the top to the bottom. There, the teams that make it to the playoffs necessarily at like. If they were to make it, uh, probably about five hundred would be okay. a close uh, deal for the f- like for a team to make it in. That would mean that the Dodgers would get to play against like fucking the Marlins or something like that. I'm not saying the Marlins will be there, but like <laughs> on top of that, they they the number one or number two number one seed would get a bye, which is why. They didn't add. They didn't add the buy-in because of the fact that in baseball you don't want time off because then you start to suck after that time off. Um, the second-tier team gets to pick which player or which team they get to fucking play out of all the teams that are in the playoffs. I'm listening. What do you think about that? I wasn't listening. 
The second place team. Bear with me. The Jim. first place We're team. Okay. I understand. First place team gets a buy. Okay. Buys are bad in baseball because it takes time away from the teams getting the reps and everything, right? Okay. That's like a thing. Like they don't teams don't like want the buys. Yeah, you want to play as much as you want. Or you want to play as much consistently as you can. Yes. Um with that, the second place team then gets to pick the team that they want to play in the first round of the playoffs. So first team gets by Second, second, second team gets se- to pick which team of the remaining teams in the league or in the like in, who are in the playoffs. Like basically, they get to choose who. So basically, the first place team is exempt from the first round. Second place team is the first place team in the in the first round. Yes, and they get to choose. Like, say it's like that's what I say. Say, say it's like the Dodgers are in first place or the second place team who get to pick in the first round, and the Phillies are in there. So the Dodgers could realistically pick the Phillies. Yeah, or like. Regardless like of whoever, who else is, who else is and then how does it does it kind of does it streamline down or do, then does the league set? No, then the next ones would face the ones that they're supposed to face. Like it, it would be like, oh, so it can cause like a weird playoff matchups. Like yeah. that's it. That that could, that's an interesting. That's interesting, but it's weird. It, and they're gonna do like a whole. Like, no, that's weird. I it's weird, and I don't know if I like it. I'm saying it's interesting. I don't know how I'd feel about that because I kind of like. I I I I don't like because clearly, yes, like a team makes the playoffs, anything can happen. But there's always that team that squeaks in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the, and then the, like the team will be like, all right, I'm gonna pick them because they're realistically they probably shouldn't be in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. just maybe they're in like a shitty division or something, and they just yeah. are able to kind of like squeak in. So like, it's almost like there's some there's there's never <coughs> there's never an advantage. You don't want to say there's an advantage, but well, not a, only that. Like if your team picks wrong and you lose, that looks so bad for that team. Like if you pick the team that you get to play, that would make and real, you yeah. get swept. That makes like, that would make funny fucking storylines for <laughs> like could you imagine that shit like it's gonna happen like it's bound to happen um on top of that they're planning on making the selection like a reality TV thing like it's gonna be like oh we get to do we get to go watch this guy come pick the uh, it'll be like Aaron Judge coming out and be like yeah we want to play the fucking uh, Angels like. <laughs> Some shit like that. Um, I don't think he sounds like that. I've never actually heard the man talk, but like it's just an odd concept and unnecessary. Right now, baseball's uh, postseason takes a whole month of constant baseball. Like it's not like we're missing out on baseball action. And to me, I feel like that prolongs the prolongs it into colder weather. You know what I mean? Like, that would, might push the World Series back into mid-October rather than early October, you know? Or November, whatever. I Whenever the fuck there's, it is. There's a fine line that sports need to realize, whether it's the NHL, the NFL, MLB. They need to realize that they are still a sport, and they're not a, like... They're not putting on this like big performance. You don't need a reality TV show of who a team's going to pick in the playoffs. It's the best drama, the the best drama you can get in anything, and I'm saying this as someone in there earlier who talked about movies. The best drama in anything is the drama in sports. There's already enough drama. 
you, I literally am going to talk about it with what the Flyers, one, just did, and two, wow, the way the season's shaping up. I'm so invested in the Flyers right now because every single hour, it seems like something's changing. Mm-hmm. It's drama. You're you're paying like I don't need like, oh shit, the Dodgers are gonna pick the fucking A's. Which yeah. I don't know if that would happen, but <laughs> it wouldn't because they're in two different leagues. But um, <laughs> well, that maybe they'll fix. Maybe they'll change that too. Um, but you get just, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, right? no, I understand. Like. It just doesn't seem to me that they're taking into effect what the fans want. They just want they want Anytime. they want to they want to introduce a new era of fans to baseball. Anytime there's why would anybody want to watch reality TV of a sports player who has no like Like any sports team, who has like no, like other than the fact that they play sports, that's the only thing they do it entertainment wise. I just imagine the MLB like playoff show would just be MLB playoff picks hosted by Nick Cannon. Well, like <laughs> just do. You... <laughs> well, like think about it. like have you ever seen like a commercial with any of like the major league like professional sports athletes? They're terrible actors. On there's top like, of that, there's like eleven. They don't. They look like they don't know how to act. There's no. There's like eleven life. pro athletes who can actually like. Like Peyton Manning being one of them. He's not Michael good. Jordan. I think he's a good. I, like when you see him on commercials, like I mean, Space they Jam. Goof he fucking rolls, but <laughs> they goof around and, and like they seem naturally like they're okay on that like, position. Um, Whereas like. Like, Tony Romo went to broadcasting career. He actually knows what he's fucking doing. But There's like, a difference, though, because he's doing he's doing voice, and he's not really t- he's not really on screen as much. Yeah, when he is, he's fucking hysterical. Like, the dude is really good at... He's got a personality. He's got a personality. Where, like, some people will go on commercials, and, like, the fucking Eric Kratz turkey baking commercials. I showed you those, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, talking to a fucking inanimate turkey, like, you're not a really... You're not a pig. You're a turkey. Joe's gonna laugh his ass off when he hears this, but like, it's just not good acting. Like the Cole Hamels uh, commercial back in a, a long time ago, where uh, God, I forget what the commercial was for, but like, uh, I gotta look it up. It was a new era commercial. Um, like. Professional athletes aren't good actors, and they're really usually not very good at doing interviews afterwards either. So why would you want to accentuate that kind of shit? I don't know. Just play the game. Play the game right. No one wants to go, like, before you can say, like, oh, we need to add all this shit to the game, fucking fix the game that you're playing right now. There's fucking teams cheating. Getting caught with it and then not owning up to it all in the same place. On top of that, there's domestic abuse, violence kind of shit going around. There's lots of shit you need to clean up in the sport before you can say you want to bring in a whole new audience because they're going to come by and say, oh, let's take a look at this baseball thing. Well, do you know They're going to come in and see a bunch of people, wife beaters. They're going to see fucking uh, abusive shit. No, they won't. What? You know why I'm going to say that? Why? Because what's the biggest league in the world? NFL. What's the NFL full of? That. But <laughs> so they people. I. It's fucked as up to say. We. You, th- you don't think of baseball players like that. You think of baseball players. They're the guys as that are just pussies. No, okay. but they're 
quiet people that just go about their business. That you don't have the fucking cheaters. You don't have the you have this you have this like the whole steroid thing is still being ramified right now. The whole cheating thing is just going to open up a bunch of doors to other shit we probably don't want to hear it later going on. Like fix up the sport, get rid of the cheating, get rid of that bullshit. Become accepting and own up to mistakes you make. Fix the game that you already have, and then make additions afterwards. See what the fans want. See what the fans react to. Don't just throw out rule changes and then ruin baseball for a couple of years. Like, actually do the homework. Don't just throw that shit out there. Make the educated guesses. Don't don't just be throwing bullshit. It's different with the Phillies throwing shit against the wall. The MLB as a, as a whole should not be throwing shit against the wall and opening its sticks. Um, it's making me sad to see the Flyers blown loss <laughs> constantly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I turned the TV off. It's okay. That being said, uh, no, I 100%. Now that I, you actually, you talking about that, Jim, it brought me back. It got me out of my lull, and I'm ready to talk. Okay. I agree with you. Playoffs, honestly, should probably. I think. I don't think there's anything wrong. No, with I it. think there's tweaks you can make. <laughs> sure, there are, but, but I don't think I think don't overall, change the whole format. No. No, oh, well, here's what happens. I'll give you a nice little hindsight, like a future hindsight. What's that called? 2020 vision. Is that what it's called? No. Okay, well. It's called future sight, Eric. I'll give you a future sight. Foresight. I'll give you my foreskin. <laughs> Force, my Logan, Logan foreskin. Foresight. Foreskin. It's not that. Uh, well, I'm going to call him that for the whole season. Um. Here's what happens. You get the first year. (laughs) All right. And the team that picks the playoffs gets fucking swept. Okay? And it's like, and then that team who was picked, like, the team that the other team picks just squeaked in, somehow goes on, like, a crazy run. And then people are like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. And And then they're like, oh, wow, this is a cool concept. And then they have it for, like, two more years. And then the first place team literally just keeps winning. Like, they just figure out, and then they're just like, all right, we got to go back to the old format because now it's just unfair. Yeah. So it it would end up being like, it would work for the first year, and then the next year it would completely fall on its face. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, you know, and then there's no debate about it. I'm right. Yeah, you are. Because I'm, because. You're right until you're wrong. Which is never. Exactly. Um, Anyway, let's move on from that douchebaggery that uh, Rob Manfred is trying to destroy baseball, but um, the Red Sox, before we get into the big trade news, um, Red Sox officially hire uh, Ron Renneke as their interim manager um, in the place of their cheating asshole. Um, Renneke has experience managing uh, taking over for Alex Cora, um, yeah, that's that. That's that's that. That that whole scandal is still going on about the Red Sox. They're still investigating it, so we'll hear more about that later. But it's just really frustrating to me. Like the last two teams, not well, other than the Nationals. Wouldn't surprise me if the Nationals cheated. You're but, just saying that because I, I know, <laughs> it's, it's in our but. Um, <laughs> 
It's so actually like, kind of two of the last teams that won the World Series cheated on their way to get. But it's actually pretty funny if the Nationals didn't cheat and beat the team who cheated. Like that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it I mean, looks it sucks. embarrassing because like Altuve's numbers were good at home, but they sucked sucked away. You know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Wait a second. Wasn't wasn't literally. Um, this World Series was like no team won at home. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just? I think we just figured out. I just didn't realize that. So that means. Uh, so that means if the Astros were home, they would have won. No, they lost at home, all four games. Oh no, team at home won. Yeah. Oh, I thought the only. Th- oh, they may not have cheated in the World Series, but they definitely cheated in the game before. I, I firmly believe that. There's no way that Altuve's bullshit at the end looked way too inconspicuous, way too conspicuous. It was just red flags all over the place. And then AJ Hinch's fucking interview over the weekend just pissed me off even more because he basically went around everything that the guy was asking him. He. He apologized. Like, he's the first person, actually, I think, apologized. And then pitchers, <laughs> other pitchers that have left the organization <coughs> have apologized for them cheating. But the pitchers really didn't cheat. They were just didn't say anything about it. <coughs> Apparently, uh, Beltran uh, was a spearheading a lot of the shit that happened. Like, he kind of just came in and was like, you guys need to update your your uh, sign stealing. And then, like, told people this is what we're doing and then went off on it. But to me, that the fact that the, N- the MLBPA um, protected all the uh, players is kind of bullshit on my part, mm-hmm. on their part. Like... If you want to be a respectable organization, let these players face what they have to mm-hmm. face. You know what? Yeah. Like, there's always going to be question marks about them regardless. Um, you just got to be honest. You, like, it's one thing to, like, keep them in the league, but it's another to, like, completely absolve them, basically, and not have to atone for what they've done. And they will this year. I think they're going to get a lot of pitches thrown at them. They're going to get... A lot of arguments coming from other teams. They're going to get a lot of bullshit coming from the fans. They're going to hear it. It's going to be. It's going to happen. And the most annoying part about it hmm. is if the Astros are still successful this year, then it's going to be portrayed as the comeback story of oh, the yeah, season. Yeah, and yeah. then I know you're just going to be fucking infuriated. I, I mean, baseball's going to be infuriated. No, I'm, one, no I'm, one likes the Astros right now. I'm, they're such uh, assholes. Yeah, I'm uninf. I'm or I'm. Their fans are so bitter I, about it. I'm more so in the line of like I love underdogs and stuff, but that's I'm not. not no, that's underdog. not underdogs. That's literally you were caught and now you're playing victim. Fuck you, Astros. Fuck you, okay? I'm mad at the Flyers, so I'm going to fucking take it out on you, you fucking pieces of shit. I hope you fucking burn. There we go. Um, so Ron Renneke and all that bullshit. Got a lot of anger uh, pent up in me Astros, if you ever noticed. Dusty Baker and whatnot. <laughs> Fuck all that. Um, now we can go into the Mookie Betts trade. Mookie Betts has been officially traded to the Dodgers. Uh, making the Dodgers basically the winner of the NFL, of the the NFL offseason. Cool, MLB. Man, they really, they really yeah, succeeded. They, they went to wait. Two did the sports. Mookie Betts thing like 
just happen? No, it, it happened like it was happening all last week, and it happened like officially like yesterday. I like didn't hear anything about it yesterday because it was I, happening. It was, was it's was been it, so like, drawn out that like it just kind of like oh we have him. It's just oh yeah. I mean it was gonna happen regardless, but it was just under different terms. So the Dodgers get Mookie Betts, David Price, and cash from the Red Sox, and also Bruzdar Gratterall from uh, and Luke Rayleigh. And a 2020 competitive round B draft pick from the Twins. So they got all of that. That's crazy. The Dodgers send the Red Sox Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. And the Twins acquire Kentai Maeda and catcher Jair Camargo and Cash from the Dodgers as well. So it's a big blockbuster trade. A lot of pieces moving around. Um, Boston held up this thing because of Gratterall's uh, medical concerns. Um, he had Tommy John surgery in 2016, and he missed 2019 with some shoulder issues. Some of 2019 with shoulder issues. Um, Gratterall is a very good pitcher, I th- and he's very young. He's 23. The Red Sox or the Dodgers are going to do a lot with him. That's really good for good on them. Um, I'm not sure about Luke Rayleigh. I'm going to look him up real quick. Um, he's an outfielder, which clogs their outfield again or more again. Uh, let's see his stats. There's not really. I don't think he played in. I think he's a minor leaguer. Um, but he is a Dodger, and so are Mookie Betts and David Price and. That's a good deal. That's very good for the Dodgers. I'm listening. So basically, I'm, Philly, re- I'm reading so about Mookie. Basically, the Phillies don't have a chance. But I'm reading okay. about the Mookie. I'm re- <laughs> uh, they don't have a chance with what? Of uh, anything. I mean, <laughs> Dodgers are going to be fucking great this year again. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, hey, sometimes teams are so stacked that they end up don't succeed. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Very you true. can't Look at the fucking Browns. Um, that being said, the Angels originally had a deal with the Dodgers going through where they would acquire um, Jock Peterson uh, from the Dodgers. Who? Ah, yes, Jack Peterson. Jock. Jack Peterson. Jock, like Jock Strap. Jack Peterson. Peterson. That's what I'm calling. Uh, I like Jock Peterson. I think he didn't really get a fair shake because the Dodgers are so talented. Um He's more than likely going to get traded as well because the, the Dodgers have a lot of depth in the outfield. Um, but the Angels decided not to pursue him any further because they weren't getting what they wanted out of the deal because the Dodgers gave everything up for Mookie Betts, which is understandable. Um, and that's the Mookie Betts trade. God, I'm tired of hearing myself talk. How long have I been talking? How long have I been talking? I was in a deep Mookie Betts read. You 59 read that. minutes. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> all, yeah. That's how long last week's episode was without you. I know. I told you, I got, I, I'm getting good at this shit. But um, that's about all the baseball news I have. My predictions, my 2020 vision. 
I think the Phillies are going to have a very good preseason. I think there's going to be a lot of doubters, but I think they're going to shut up a lot of people once the season starts. That's my 2020 vision. My player of the week is <clears throat> Adam Heasley. I'm excited to see what he does this preseason. I think that it's his job to lose at center field, and I think that he has a high ceiling despite what other people think. I think he's going to be a very talented center fielder, and he's going to man that position for a good while, or at least until uh, Andrew McCutcheon is no longer a Philly, which I hope never happens because I love McCutch. Um, but I think he's going to be in our outfield for quite a while. Or he'll get fucking traded. One of the two is going to happen. But um, that's my player of the week. Watch out for Adam Hazley. Uh, is there any other segments I'm missing that you can remember, Eric? You did. I introductions. Did. Introductions. We can review. We can review. Phillies to Flyers. We're about to do that. About to do that. Around the Diamond. Player of the Week. 2020 Vision. Jim asks a question. <laughs> Jim asks a question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Eric. My question for you is. Am I still really fucking angry? <laughs> Will Nolan Patrick play this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm firmly believed that he will be ready. Actually, see, I don't know. I don't know if you're allowed to. No, I guess he's not on like an IR or anything. I think you can bring him. I think he has to play by the playoffs. So, yes, I'm going to stick by and say he's going to play. He's going to be right. ready, and it's going to be like acquiring. It's going to be like your like the Sir Anthony Dominguez type thing. It's going to be like acquiring a player by the near the deadline that we haven't had all year. It'll be a huge boost. All right. For those of you that don't know, uh, and Eric will probably go into this considering he sent me this. Uh, I have a lot of angry things to say first. Oh, I'm sure we go you into do. That. But uh, Nolan Patrick has been out with a migraine disorder for the Flyers. Um, but he's been practicing and doing some shit lately, and it's looking good. But that's just a small deal. I'm sure Eric has more to say. But um, with that, I will hand it over to you for some Flyers talk, Eric. Tell us how you really feel, Bill. Guys, I'm not doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Eric went from happy-go-lucky today to... Um. All right, let's get into this. So, as you know, the Flyers were playing while Jim was talking, and I was a little bit, I, I, I won't lie, Jim knows this, but he, you know, he holds down the fort and he does it well, and I stay as invested as I can, but I was into the game. You know, I saw the Flyers were starting to call their way back, and I was like, oh, man, they're, they're going to do it. They're going to fucking do it. And you know what they did? They did it. They climbed back in, and they scored in the last minute and a half. They scored to tie the game up 3-3. Three to three. Came back all the way down from 3 nothing, I may add. And tied it up. So what do they do next? Well, in the last minute of play, in what, I'm going to be honest, it looked so deflating. And it's like no one, it's like everyone got molasses and quicksand stuck around their fucking legs. They couldn't get the puck out of the zone. Wide open defenseman Ryan Pollock drills the puck over Brian Elliott's right shoulder 
And, like, I'm not going to blame it all on Brian Elliott, but when you come back three not down 3 nothing, you need your goalie to keep you in the game for the last minute and get you to that point. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do that. And you know what? He didn't play a bad game. He played pretty well. You know, he gave up three early goals that weren't really his fault. But, I mean, that, that goal is kind of on him. The team wasn't playing great. And that was the Flyers lose the game 5-3 to three after an empty netter. They pulled the goalie again, and then it just didn't really go their way. And I, I'm i a little better than I was, but I was fucking livid. Like, I, I felt like I felt my entire body kind of tense up. I felt, I felt pain. I felt sad. And this was a really tough game to lose because the Islanders were one point ahead of us in the fucking standings. We were at, they were at 70 points, and we're at 69 points. Ha <laughs> nice, I know. But with a win, the Flyers would have jumped over the Islanders with 71 points into third place in the Metropolitan Division. Instead, or at the very least, have, would have gotten a point by holding on, would have gotten 70 points, and would have jumped into the first wild card spot. Instead... Flyers give up their tie at the end of the game. So they fucking lose the game. The Islanders now have 72 points, making it us three points out of third. The Hurricanes are currently playing right now, who are two points behind us. Okay, the Hurricanes are losing right now. It's 2-1 to one in the second period. So if the Hurricanes lose that game, then we still stay in the second wildcard spot. But... I mean, fuck, guys. It was so deflating. I know it's like there's so many games left in the season, but... (laughs) The problem with... The problem now is that, like, the last month of this season is going to be... You know what? Let me put it into this, because I'm kind of just... I'm angry, if you can tell from my voice pattern. Get it all out, man. This is your time. Every single year, the Flyers do that thing where they start really fucking slow, and then they have to play their asses off the second half of the season. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. I'll fucking stop. <laughs> I got angry burps now. All right. So the Flyers have to play their asses off the second half of the season, and then they end up, you know, kind of running out of gas because they have to basically play the whole second half like it's the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Flyers have played relatively consistent this year to put themselves in what would be normally a good position right now with 69 points. They would probably be nice. They would probably be set up to, you know, to make the playoffs relatively easily. But no, the NHL has this fucking playoff format where the Metropolitan Division is such a clusterfuck that the Flyers are doing the same thing they have to do every single year where they can't really afford losses. They have to play their heart out every single night, which you're supposed to do, but you basically have to treat every single game like it's a playoff game now, in which case the Flyers will most likely be tired by the time they get to the playoffs because they're basically putting their body through the ringer. It's, I mean, granted... Well, not, think about it. Isn't well, every other team in yes. the Metro doing that, too? In the Metro? Yeah, well... You got three the, other divisions. I understand that, but... I know, but it's... Uh, the if more, the Metro the, is the best division, then they're going to... The they're going to play those other teams and yeah, be like, oh... It's well, the moral of the bad. story right now is... Flyers can't afford losses. 
So this loss hurts more. I know it's a regular season game, but this was a huge opportunity to make up some ground. Granted, the Flyers do play. They play Florida Thursday, who are right behind them in the wild card hunt, and they play uh, Tampa, which will be a huge test, Saturday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, shit, we're going to go to PJs, right? Maybe. Any chance we get Steven Samkos at the trade deadline? No. Um, and then next week we actually play Columbus in a home-and-home home, who is right in front of us for the wild card. So those are going to be two huge games that hopefully we don't... You know, I heard the Flyers are in on Steven Stamkos. They're actually in first. on Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. Package what, deal. What about both of them? Package deal. No, I'm talking Stamkos, too. Well, the, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby aren't the same person. I understand that. You know what? They're going to get all seven. Five-team trade. They're going to get all seven of them. All seven? Yeah. They're going to get the whole league on their team. All seven. Who's all seven? It's up to interpretation. I named three. We We're named an ambiguous podcast. <laughs> okay. Speaking of ambiguous, didn't Jose Altuve said he's afraid to show his belly and, and his <laughs> on camera? Fuck him. All right. I got a lot of I got a lot of I got a lot of anger in me. Um. So the Flyers. It's I'll not like the end of the world that they lost. Tonight, but it's it's a deflating one. You saw what happened. That was, dude. They came back. You could tell that they were amped, and then it nothing. They like, got distracted. <sighs> Great. They dug their own hole tonight. They shouldn't have gone down three nothing early on. Like that's not. You know they played sloppy in the first period. They couldn't get a break. They had some pu- some puck luck go against them. But I mean, you can't you can't grant it. If they weren't down three nothing, they Can't wouldn't have had the to end come, of the back. Game to try and come back. Yeah, so yeah, it's not it. Cut, some nights it comes back and bites you in the ass, and tonight was one of those nights. I mean, my I'm, ass has been bitten. Grant, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be. I saw Sean Couturier after the game said, "It sucks, but." It's the time of the year where we just got to, you know, we can't think about the points we lost. We got to look forward, and I'm just going to look forward. I'm angry. We're just going to scrap this game. There's nothing to really talk about. This is the second Islanders game, too, where the Flyers blew the lead. The Islanders, they played the Islanders at home earlier. I think they were up 3 or 4 nothing, and the Islanders came back and won in a shootout. So it's like the Islanders kind of have our number this year. All right, Jose. But, uh... <laughs> My legs fall asleep in the... In the chair that I sit in. So sexually dancing makes it, him wake up. I'm shaking it out, man. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, it it's was a, a shitty it, loss. It happens. It hurt. It ha- I I went through with the fucking Phillies. The Phillies would go on like a three game stretch and then they'd well, lose. Well, the Flyers. The, the thing about the Flyers is that they don't do that. You know, they'll probably grant this will set them up for uh, Thursday I mean, in Florida. They'll probably re- they're a good rebound team. It's just that the way that the there's. Do you agree with me? There's ways. There's good wins. There's there's bad wins where like you kind of just get lucky. There's good losses where like no loss is good, but like you play your heart out, the better team just wins. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the Islanders were the better team early on, but the Flyers gave themselves a chance to win. And then they, they didn't have any shortage of opportunities. I watched. Yeah, they watched they that they one had and, and uh, yeah, they hit like four or five fucking posts. Like it could have been ten to ten to three by the end of the game. And you can't always say like it could have been this, it could have been that. But then they did. They called. They worked their ass off. Called their way back in. I don't know why I'm pointing over there. Fuck you, piece of shit. Whoever you are, God. Because that's where my TV is. Um, you were watching. Fuck it, your so TV. I'm gonna put my foot through it. I'm gonna put so my foot playing. through Jose Altuve's stupid fucking stomach because I just looked at it. I'm gonna put my foot through 
fucking Brooklyn because I hate the Islanders. Pieces of shit. Fuck you. I hope you get swept early on. I, I know we're kind of staying unbiased on this podcast, but yeah. fuck you. I'm angry. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. All right. In bed, stay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough about the Islanders loss. Fuck. All right. Fuck you, um, Islanders. Um, well, tomorrow's a new day. We don't play tomorrow. Thursday's a new day. We do play Thursday. All right. Flyers. Today's Tuesday for those that are. We record on Tuesdays. Yes. Usually the That's Flyers the play and usually, you know, make me hate myself. I um, always, always want to release it when we're finished, but Eric consists that we release it. Well, who's going to listen at 11 o'clock at night? No one, but who's going to listen at 6 o'clock in the morning? All right, fine. You know what? I'll start. We're going to start releasing them late at night. What if people are listening on their morning commute at 3 in the morning? All right, we'll do it then, Jimbo. I'm angry, all right? (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like fucking... uh, uh, Christopher Walken? No, the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Who was his friend? And he was pretending, Cameron. Cameron, when he was yeah. pretending to be the dad, you, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I was watching that movie the other day. It's on Netflix, I yeah, saw. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I might have to watch that to make me feel better. Actually, something I bought that'll make me feel better that comes in from Amazon tomorrow is I did order Happy Gilmore off Amazon because I don't own it. And I can't, it's not on anything, so I'm going to watch Happy Gilmore tomorrow to make myself feel better. Suck my white ass, ball! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, we're waiting. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go over um, the past week, because it was positive for the most part. Um, it was very positive. Let's, let's, let's look at the positive there. What did we, when was the last... All right, so the last game. All right, so starting off last Thursday, the Flyers lost five nothing to the Devils. <laughs> so that's maybe not the most positive way to start. Um, not much to talk about in that game. The Devils, Flyers were pretty sloppy. The Devils figured out a way to you know shut us out. Um, it's weird because the Flyers at home are pretty much unstoppable this season. So for them to sh- ha- uh, shit out a dud like this, um, actually, you know what I'll say. I think I'm not as angry about the Islanders game as I am about this game. Because the Devils are a bad team. You can't you can't afford to lose to bad teams like that. So I would have What are you looking at? Scott Kingery. Dude looks fucking jacked. <laughs> Scott Kingery showed up to training camp today. Dude, he looks huge. He's fucking massive. Look at that he's shit. Not, he hasn't looked like that, right? Like no, he's, that's he was new? a skinny fucker. <laughs> uh, okay. He came in the camp pretty buff last year, but god damn. Dude, looks like the fucking rock. Um, five, so, yeah. I'm, Sorry to I, No, it's, it's I fine. I think I'm more. I appreciate that. <laughs> it made me feel better. I think I'm more angry because, like, Scotty's five rock. nothing. To the Devils, a team who you beat two times in a row in the season, and then you're at home, and they, uh, yeah, and this is the type of game you have to win so that games like tonight don't hurt as much. So mm-hmm. to forfeit two points against the Devils, and then to forfeit two more against the team you're actually like behind, 
you would only still you if you would have won this game, then you'd only be. I guess you'd still. How does that work? No, they'd have an extra win, so they would only be a point behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would only be a point behind them, so it wouldn't be as much of a distance. <sighs> Fuck. Um, so that was a rough game to uh, sit through. Luckily, that Saturday, the Flyers decided to, out of nowhere, play like this elite bunch, who at times they've shown they can be, and beat down on the uh, NHL's second-best team, Capitals, 7-2. to two. Couturier had two goals and an assist. Giroux had a goal and two assists. Nicholas Abe-Kubel had a goal and an assist. Travis Konechny had a goal and an assist. Voracek had two goals. Uh... JVR had a goal. Michael Raffle had a goal. Raffle, Raffle, Rafflecopter. Uh, Brian Elliott had saved 25 goals on 27 shots, only let in two goals. He played pretty elite. Uh, yeah, the Flyers beating the Capitals like that was makes the Islanders game a little bit, you know. It shows that the Flyers aren't, a, like, the Flyers aren't bad. They just, you know, every team has a rough a rough night. This was just one of those nights where they got sloppy at the wrong time. Um, but yeah, I, the thing, the Capitals game was just honestly just exciting to watch. Cause it was just like, you know, Ovechkin was hunting for a 700th goal. And it was funny cause Drew happened to actually hit the milestone that night. He got his 800th career point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congrats to G who's actually at like, I think 802 now. Um, Man, that man deserves a cup. But, uh, yeah, uh, Ovechkin actually didn't score in this game either, which was crazy. The Flyers kept them off the board. They were defensively strong. I was. This was an exciting game, you know. If they played like this maybe tonight, then, you know, I wouldn't be so fucking pissed off. But uh, And then last night they played uh, the Florida Panthers. Uh, they went down early, one nothing, and then basically from then on it was Flyers. Um for the most part, there was a couple times when the Panthers kind of, you know, had a had a good rush or two. Um, but uh, the JVR scored a nice, nice uh, two on one goal from Voracek. Giroux had a sick fucking empty netter. Uh, Ivan Provorov scored the first goal of the game with a nice filthy wrister, and then Sanheim had the second goal of the game. Carter Hart in his first game back from injury. Saved 30 goals on 31 shots. He only let in a goal, obviously, and uh, he played great. And then tonight, I don't even want to talk about it again. I, I, Jim, I'm so fucking livid. Let's move on. What else is happening in Flyers land? (laughs) It was supposed to be a positive episode. I was supposed to be positive. It is. Spring training has started. It's a Flyers (laughs) time. Um... (coughs) Mm. All right, let's talk about other shit. Um, the I sent you a couple of articles. The uh, one being about Mister Shane Gostas beer. I'm going ghost. Let's see where is where is it going? I got oh, it here. There we go. Um, so Gossespierre came back 
Thursday, the de- the night they played the Devils, uh, Robert Hag was pulled out of the lineup, and Gossespier came back after knee surgery. Um, and then they obviously they lost five nothing. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Gossespier said that his knee was bothering him a little bit, and there was actually at practice. Um, something happened and Gossespierre freaked out and like threw his stick over the boards or something like like basically like there was something well, was yeah, wrong. they go get it because of uh yeah shortage. well yeah we'll get to that but uh <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what he has for all we know but uh god no then the whole team will get it <laughs> damn never mind um the entire team just the uh but yeah he was must have been you know he was noticeably frustrated probably because he reaggravated his injury which unfortunately he did. Um, Elaine Vigneault came out uh, in the press conference after the practice and said, um, "You know, we must. We, I think we kind of rushed him back after the surgery. Some of his scar tissue is bothering him still. Um, there's some pain in his knee. He must have reaggravated it. So we're hoping that they're hoping that like by this Thursday he should be fine. But the article I sent you." Because for the most part, he has been. Is Robert Hag blocking Shane Gossespierre's path back to the Flyers lineup? And even without the reaggravation of the knee, the Flyers defenseman, um, Robert Hag, basically, since uh, Gossespierre has been out, has been pretty lights out. He's been, you know, he hasn't been perfect, but he's, he's been playing his ass off. Positionally, he's been great. Um, you know, the thing about Haig is he's not shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's not. Um, the thing about Haig is he's not like, you know, people want Goss's to succeed because there was a time when he was this exciting, flashy defenseman. You know, he was like the next great defenseman. He was all over the ice. He's offensive. The thing about defense is if they're not offensive, then people automatically will be like, they suck, which is almost, like, contradictory because, like, you'd want your defenseman to be good at defense. And I'm not saying Robert Hag is the perfect defenseman, but, I mean, he blocked, like, six shots in that game against the Capitals when they won 7-2, to and, like, three of them were against Ovechkin, who, if you know anything about Ovechkin, when he's in that one circle and he takes that one-timer, it's like a fucking plane coming down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for him to just stand there and take him in his foot is pretty crazy. Um, Gossespierre has been a pretty has been a plus player instead of a minus player. I think I don't have this exact time frame, but uh, he's been pretty positive for the past little bit, um, and he even scored tonight. I mean, it was, I don't, for a positive tonight, he had a nice little tap-in goal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Gossespierre's time has pretty much run out here. I don't know what you do in this situation. Um, Use him as depth or get him uh, get someone for him. I don't, the problem is, is his, at this point, Gossespierre's, value has pretty much run out well if you can't get anyone just use them as depth that's that's simple i mean you hate to see it because uh he had a lot of promise coming out yeah no it uh, sucks it's it's rough and and i like aside from the hockey part of it i feel for the fucking guy because he's not like he doesn't sound like he's a bad guy and he doesn't sound like you know 
it sounds like he's going through a shitty time, and you don't want to see an athlete or someone, like, it's his job and he just can't catch a break, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah. Uh, so, I think Gossip Spear's going to, um... I think Gossip Spear's time's running out. I think Hague's proving a case to sit in the, stay in the lineup. I think the Flyers have figured out their D combinations from here on out. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that Jim talked about, and I'll go a little bit more in depth, is Mr. Patrick. Mr. Nolan Patrick. Um, he's been practicing pretty consistently with the team, uh, which is huge progress and would be and just not even, again, like the same thing with Oscar Lindblom, who's going through obviously something bigger than hockey. This migraine disorder, I'm sure you agree, migraines are, they suck. And to deal with the fact that he's just dealing with them consistently, you, even apart from just him being an athlete, you don't want his job, you know, or you don't want yeah, his life to want be his, affected. You want his health to be yeah, top priority. You don't want to see a guy lose his... He would lose his vision because it affects your vision. It affects your, your, basically your ability to function throughout the day. You don't want to see a guy um, do that and lose it to sports and then be, like, he's 23 years old, right? How old is he? 22. 22. He's younger than us. and He's 21. He's 21, really? Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, like, he's basically our age almost, and I, you don't want to see a guy go the rest of his life because of a sports-related injury. I mean. Um, but he's been practicing. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't practiced with the Flyers since the end of October, um, and he's been wearing jerseys that kind of show that it's he's cleared for contact maybe. So like it's not like just him on the ice like he's been you know taking part. Um, when Av was asked about how happy he was to see Nolan Patrick out, and it was a skills practice the first day, it wasn't a like it wasn't a regular practice. Yeah, man, I got skills. Um, <laughs> Av actually came out and said, "I don't want to say I'm happy or I'm not happy. My job as a coach is to work with the guys that can play and are healthy, so he hasn't been available." Basically, saying like, "I don't want to get my hopes up and prepare." You don't want to, as a coach, you're given a lineup and you're told someone can't play, you prepare your team as if you don't have access to the guy who's told, who said that he can't participate until you get the go that he can, and then you start formulating your game plan. So I, that's not, like, I, don't, I don't see AV. AV's mindset's right there, but obviously as a, as a coach, he's shown that he is, he is emotional. He, is, um, he does actually care about his players, so a part of him definitely is happy. To see Nolan out there. Did he say this today? Yeah, I got skills. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but <coughs> yeah, so I, I'm happy. I obviously, as the fan in me, and the, from the flyer standpoint, God would it be great to get him back just for the depth of the team. It would be huge. It would basically be like acquiring a trade asset that you don't have to trade anything for. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens when he does come in the lineup, who you take out, where you put with who, and that's actually that's a good problem to have. I looked it's better at, to have more 
than less. That report said possibly moving Drew over to uh, wing again. Which well, is that, which is he where back. he succeeds more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got skills. But uh, he just also also it? from his um, for his life, you just want the man. I just I want him to get better and be able to you know go on living and enjoy because like you said, he's younger than us, which is fucking crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, like most of the guys on the Philly on the Phillies are like almost our age or a couple years older than us. And it's like, God, we failed. <laughs> we didn't. We still have time ahead of us. All right, let's have. Uh, Chris Coast was a thirty-three-year-old rookie. I've been getting in shape. Or thirty-year-old. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be like goon. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking go out there and just get. You're in the same position as fucking Patrick. You're one concussion away from. Just one concussion away from fucking. There's no I'm one concussion away from thinking that, um, thinking my farts are earthquakes or something. Like me, I I, I, I could have a baseball career. Someone throws me some curveballs, I could learn how to. I could get that shit. That's like the one thing I wish I always like. I had some pop. I had some power, man. I could have been a. uh, if I could straighten out my foul balls, I would have been in newspapers. I like to tell people that. I I hit like thirty foul ball home runs one year. It was like ridiculous. But anyway. We still got it, Eric. We can still do it. Um okay. That's enough flyers talk for now because they kinda of pissed me off tonight. Yeah, so fuck I think the Flyers. Uh, all right, now it's not going that far, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, so got a couple around the ice stories around the league. Um, Take me around that league, buddy. The Pittsburgh Penguins traded Jason Zucker to. No, the Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Jason Zucker from the Wild for Alex Galchenyuk, Kalen Addison, and the Penguins' 2020 first-round pick um, What a last fucking night. Zucker. So the Penguins are doing that thing where they're adding depth because they're going to probably try to go on a cup run. Isn't Galchenyuk good? Yeah, but he hasn't He hasn't had a good couple years, so he hasn't. he's been one of those guys who just can't seem to get his – uh, foot, footing down for like well, on the, the team. The problem is he needs a skate. You don't. Oh! oh. Ah, um, Jason Zucker is actually really, really good. Um, he he's gonna fit in really well with the Penguins, which is gonna cause us some fucking problems. Um, so I think Zucker had his first game tonight. Did the Penguins play tonight? Yep, the Penguins played tonight. Um, they lost two to one in overtime, so the Penguins got a fucking point, of course. Uh, let's see what the stats were. The well, Jason Zucker didn't do anything. He had five shots. You could say he's. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how what happens, how he fits in. Um, the other big story I saw. Actually, we're going to wait to get into that story. Um, the other story is uh, Dustin Bufflin, Winnipeg Jets uh, defenseman, 
who's been out all season. It's been a really weird story. Have I have we talked about it at all? Nope. And you didn't even send me this article. I know. I just found it while you were while I was angry. Um, <laughs> Eric was angry so, looking up NHL news. <laughs> so Dustin Bufflin is rehabbing from ankle surgery. He underwent in October. It's weird because what happened was Dustin Bufflin went the whole off season and like basically, you know, they the Jets prepared as if Dustin Bufflin was going to be a big cornerstone in their team. The Jets were supposed to be a you know a really good team this year. Um, they lost a couple of their defensemen last year due to all like free agency. So they were like, all right, we're going to have Bufflin. We need to, um, you know, they're preparing. But Bufflin hadn't told them that like he went out of his he like got surgery on his ankle, which he tweaked in the playoffs last year, but like he didn't tell anyone. So, like, the NHL, you know, why didn't he tell the team? Because the team would have took care of it. No, he took care of it himself. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, kind of just, like, keeping to himself real weirdly. But also, like, a lot of people are just assuming, like, oh, just Dustin Bufflin basically just sounds like he doesn't want to play anymore, but he's, like, just kind of like. He was smuggling drugs. Yep, that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm getting to. Um, so there's been this whole thing this year where, like, you know, the Jets were, like, uh you know, we have to suspend you because, you know, you failed to report the training camp, obviously. Um, but it seems like it's going to come to an end because the he, Elliot Friedman, who's from uh, Sportsnet, which is one of the big hockey um, news sites, channels, outlets, reported on Saturday that he has yet to resume skating and that he is most likely waiting until the summer to make a decision regarding his future in hockey. Um, Dustin Bufflin's contract keeps him tied to the Jets through the 2020-21 season. Um, because he, uh, he happened to file a grievance against the team for suspending him. Winnipeg has been forced because of this to account financially for his potential return. Um, which means that basically, like, the Jets are in limbo because they can't put this... They can't just, like, report to the league, like, you know, he's not playing. Can we have the cap space back? Yeah. And um, apparently, like, Patrick Lyonet and a couple other players have kind of hinted that, like, it's kind of shitty that what he's doing almost because, like, all these guys are kind of, like, sitting here, like, we could probably use your help on the blue line, but also, it would be really nice to have this cap space for the team to be able to make some moves to help get better, to make a run for the Cup. Um, so it seems like the players are getting a little frustrated. But um, the Bufflin and the Jets, which was reported on Monday by TSN's Frank Valley that they're working towards a mutual contract termination. So it sounds like the Jets will receive all their cap space back. Um, I'm curious, did Dustin Bufflin get paid his $7.6 million salary? And then he's just like, fuck it, let's get out of here. So he got paid, and then they just get to terminate the contract. So like they basically get the cap space back. Um, how do you feel about should the team have to pay him still? Do you think? Yeah, he's under contract. Do you think they, but like the way he's going about it, how weird it's been, do you think like 
he, him like not reporting to the team that he had an ankle injury and that like him basically keeping it to himself do you think like or do you think contractually like it, teams still obligated to give him that salary like do you know what I'm saying do you get like is there is there I understand why but like they don't have to be involved in his medical records and shit no, like that. but aren't they like I mean it's a big part of it but if he like you don't have to do this whole big thing with the team. Like, that's not part of... I, like, I don't know all the contract details, but to me, that's something like... Like, I don't go to my boss, and obviously it depends on his performance and the, what he's doing, but, like, if I have a problem with my body, I'm not going to my boss and saying, hey, I got a, I got fucking hemorrhoids. I don't fucking... I don't know I can't come in today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, just say I'm sick, I'm calling in sick. If you got some hemorrhoids that are keeping you, like, out of work, Jim. It was a fucking I think you joke. Need, I think yeah. you need an asshole transplant. It was a fucking joke, but <laughs> anyway, like. Could you imagine getting an asshole yeah. transplant? But, like, if I if I can call out sick from work, I don't have to tell the boss why the fuck I'm sick, you know? Boss, I got the AIDS. <laughs> I can't come into like, work. Like, it's none of my boss's business why I'm out. It's just, uh, unless it's, I mean, I get it because it was for a prolonged period of time. Like, that should be there. But, like, he's still under contract. If he's injured, he would have been under contract regardless and paid. So why does it fucking matter if he's going to do it outside of the NHL, outside of their organization? Is there, unless maybe there's clauses in the contract that hint that maybe he can't do that? Well, if there's something in the contract that states that, but otherwise the contract would say that. Like, that would be the bigger issue. Like, the question, like, oh, we don't have to pay him because he's here or not. That's basically I don't firing. Know. I don't also. It's basically I, firing someone for having an injury that he also, got at work. Also, I'm not. Well, there's also people, or there's also something. Um, there's been, like, little hints at things like maybe he didn't do it in the playoffs maybe he did it like golfing or something like maybe it wasn't like he gives a shit regardless if he's hurt he's hurt he can't play like <laughs> i mean i'm just saying that from the sound the way who it, hurts their like golfing <laughs> this motherfucker but no if you're <laughs> I agree with I, you. I, I agree. Get, with you. I, I agree get with why you. the other team would, why the team would want to but I, nullify but the contract, but un, but it's unless their contract specifically states that he has to treat all medical issues with the team and okay the time off, then that otherwise, like it's his prerogative to do that. Damn, it's just like free money then, because like if they paid him already, but then they get the money, they're basically getting the cap space back to be able to pay. Basically, like, free money he's getting. Kind of. I mean, he's, to me, I don't think the team's going to give up the cap. Or they're not going to get the cap space back because he's still a member of the team. He's still under contract. No, they get they would they would get some cap space. They get would some. They? Yeah, they get. That's the whole reason why they want the contract termination so they can go out and get an asset in order to. That's the big know. deal here. It has nothing to do with them paying what, him. Which I'm sorry, which team is it? I it's totally forgot. Jets. I want to pay Jets. Totally forgot which team it is. It's well, that Canadian tax. Well, they fucking, fucking suck anyway, so. It's that Canadian tax, man. They suck anyway, so. They don't suck. In my eyes, they do. They're the Jets. And a team. if a team's named the Jets, they suck. <laughs> you understand my reasoning here? Yeah, but you, you know what? You gave me a really good reason. <laughs> anyway. All right, the last story. 
um, because I'm angry and I think we need to just call it quits for the night because I'm just I need I need a night of. It's also almost eleven o'clock. So that too. Um, I have off tomorrow though. So, but you. Don't. 130 million over three. Um, the last story is the NHL is having a hockey stick shortage due to the coronavirus. Bauer CCM, among other, you know, oh no, it's actually just those two. Hold on, let's take it back. The NHL is having a hockey stick shortage due to the coronavirus because Bauer and CCM, two of the NHL or two of the it's league's largest suppliers, sick. two of the uh, NHL's largest <coughs> suppliers of their equipment, especially sticks, are located in China. So they've had to halt um, production. So, hockey equipment companies Bauer and CCM make t- custom sticks for a combined 75% of the NHL players. Now that's some big stick energy right there. Damn right. So, work at the Chinese factories has ground to a halt in recent weeks because as authorities in Beijing attempt to slow the spread of coronavirus. As a result, Bauer and CCM has been unable to restock their NHL players in the middle of the 2019-20 season. So that sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't like just s- use your fucking stick. Well, if it, if they break, well, don't break them. <laughs> Here we go. You get NHL NHL equipment managers are facing a major shortage of custom-made hockey sticks. At least one NHL team purposely enacted a one stick per game policy for players to stretch their supply. CCM hasn't. Uh, immediately returned a request for further comment and then they talks about the coronavirus how many people it's killed which that's dark and it's been a pretty dark night already um, um you know what i think they should do if they run out of sticks they should have to use those stupid thin ass plastic ones we used in gym class <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah the, the ones, ones where, like, like the, fucking sickles the ones the ones where you would like <laughs> bend your curve and it would bend back literally without you doing anything it would just automatically like return it would re- mine would like, like grim you, reaper you would, you would bend shit. it to a righty curve and then you would literally put it down and it would be a lefty and then you would be like i didn't what um and remember i the one kid in our class we won't mention names uh, were you in my class when I like fucking T-boned his eye and like picked it out with the hockey stick? He ran into my blade and I ripped his eye open. No, you didn't. Did you really? Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't want to <laughs> tell you who. I'll tell you who it was when we're not recording. But uh, I don't know who it was. But I fucking he ran into my it stick. It was One-Eyed Joe. Yeah. He uh, and I remember <laughs> I remember running in him running into my stick, and you know the gym class stopped dead, and all of a sudden everyone's like. Are you okay? And he just fucking lifts up and just like blood leaks all over. And then the kid just looks up and goes, High sticking. And then he runs away and he just runs. You see blood dripping all over. And the gym teacher just goes, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Which Mr. Gym Prudish. <laughs> um, but uh, it's funny, Mr. Prudish like shows up on my Facebook all the time and is like, Add a friend. Just like, I can't, for- I can't remember him. He was the tall, lanky one. There was a lot of those. It was Miss Potash. Um, 
yeah. But uh, um, yeah, so that's 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 gonna be interesting. Um, wonder what would happen if the Flyers like, or not the Flyers. I guess the NHL in general. Like, what happens if they just like run out of sticks? Like, what? They just have I to. I told you, go use the fucking. Do they just go? Wait, no, no. Do they just go? Do they just? They just go to like nearby hockey shops and just like buy up all the sticks. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Um. Then you got people like I can't use any stick, but my stick. Well, fucking make it yourself. Well, there's bitch. certain brands. I do. I agree with that too. Fuck the U. <laughs> you. You were an athlete. You know if you I have just said your fuck the U. <laughs> You, if you I had, used whatever bat was available. That means you sucked if you didn't have a bat that you... Oh, no, I had a bat. If you I didn't, didn't have, have a wood bat. Didn't I didn't have, have a wood bat. And I used the 35-inch one on our uh, wood bat team. Um, I was the only one that used it. So I knew I was, like, that was the one I... And then the one time, one dude on the team came up and was like, Hey... No one ever uses this thirty-five. Let me fucking use it. He goes up there and breaks it the first fucking pitch he sees. <laughs> so I had to use uh, our buddy Tom's bat the rest of the season. Damn. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. This no, 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 no. This is serious. Oh, okay. Um, so during the St. Louis Blues game tonight. Uh, their defenseman, Jay Bomeister, I was just saw like a video of it. He just like collapsed on the bench. Um, and the video of it is just him like sitting there like this and you just see his eyes like roll back in his head and he just like falls. So like praying he's okay. Um, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what, uh, damn, Scott Kinger, he's fucking looks like a goddamn unit. Damn, he's fucking huge. He looks like Mike Trout. It does. Um. All right. Let's call it a night, Jim. All right. That sounds good to me, buddy. So, hopefully, after that dud tonight, that brutal, just deflating loss, the boys in orange and black can win Thursday night and get back on track believe they will, but this one's going to take another couple of hours to get over. It's like, Sleep I, found, on it's like I just found out someone died in my, like, that I care about. It was a hockey game. All right. Well, we're a sports there's like, podcast. There's like the... 40 of them left. There's 28. That's minus, not a lot. Minus 12. No, there's 28. Yeah. 40 minus 12. Yeah, that's a lot. Is 28. That's a lot. That's a fucking lot, Jim. I mean, it's almost 30, which is like 15 and 15. You got a lot of games left. Still plenty of time, bud. You could turn that 69 to an 99. I am. I am 69. You are 69. Um. All right. You got anything else to end the night with, Jim? Um. Scott Kingery's ripped. <laughs> I and agree. He's gonna fucking mash this year, and he's got the mash. He's We've gonna, got the Kingery mash. He's gonna get his dick sucked by a lot of Philly women. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, we're ending it. <laughs> Follow us, like Scotty. Get it share done, us, like. rate us. After like tonight's us. Flyers game, kill us. Um. Good night, y'all. We'll talk at you next week with hopefully some more positive fires news. Go Phillies. It's been training.
Goodbye. Bye.